if you're going to invest in real estate, knowledge is golden. It's super important to gain that knowledge and decrease the number of mistakes you make. Welcome to Surgeon Syndicate. If you're paying attention, you know that you only make money when you work. It might be great money, but it's dependent on you. The information on this podcast will help you solve that. We interview experts and provide analysis into financial freedom through commercial real estate. Why? To help physicians like you thrive. Let's dive in. Welcome to Surgeon Syndicate. This is your host, Dr. Michael McManus. And today we're going to talk about trying to fast track your success in real estate. Now, real estate often isn't a get rich quick scheme and it takes time, but how you go about it can increase the speed of your success. And the reason I'm doing this show is because people ask me, they're like, how can I do this? It seems overwhelming. And I look back at my story and I in no means went about this efficiently or quickly. So I'm just going to try and pass along some of the things I learned along the way so that maybe to help speed your journey along so you can get there faster and cheaper than it was for me. So my story, my first real estate purchase was a house hack, modeled it, added a bedroom, got roommates, they paid the rent. A lot of people start there. Um, then during residency, we bought a half a duplex. We lived in it. We fixed it up. We sold and made money. Everything was still good there. The first time we did a house rental was actually a house that we had lived in. We moved. It was like 2009, 2010. The market was a stinker. So we rented it out. We tried to rent it remotely. It was a total disaster. Totally scared me. I gave up said, nope, not going to do this real estate thing. And then it was probably 10 years later when I burned out as a doc and kind of around 2020 kind of came back and looked at real estate again because I still had an interest in it and I thought there was a lot of merit there. So at that point, we were actually looking for a vacation home, but I said, no, let's try this rental thing again. So instead, I bought a fourplex. I did all the work myself initially, which was great because I learned a lot and really kind of brought me into what this all meant. But I didn't do some like, great research ahead of time because this place is in Marquette, Michigan, the Upper Peninsula, Michigan. Bought it right on the back end of 2020 and COVID or on the front end of 2020. And turns out that part of what happened in that region during the time was pretty much all the contractors in the area left because the region or the state had stricter uh, requirements on what was considered essential. So they left to states where building was still considered essential and they could work. And this was more than a COVID thing because it stuck because people move. And this is kind of a remote, sparsely populated area anyway. There's great demand for rentals. So it's a great place to be an owner if you're doing all the work yourself. But because I didn't do my research, didn't even know that was research I should be doing, Turned out I had no choice but to do everything myself because there was really nobody to hire to do work. And if you're trying to scale, that doesn't work. You can only do so much yourself. I tried to buy some more single family and small multifamily, but in the low interest rate environment, prices were shooting up or none of it penciled out. At least I give myself condolence that I didn't make any bad purchases because a lot of people bought stuff and just thought the prices would go up for forever. And that doesn't happen. Some have gotten in trouble now. Some are still doing fine. But at least I didn't buy anything that didn't work. And that's where I started to scale. 
and started looking at investing passively. So whether going passively or actively, this is where we can speed the process up. So when I started looking at passive investing, there's a lot of resources out there for free for learning. There's courses on almost every syndicator's website. I bought a course called Passive Investing MD with Dr. Peter Kim. Great course, reasonably priced. It was a couple thousand dollars, I think, and was really a very well-structured and introduced into a network of investors to learn more. I knew that I wasn't going to learn as much if I didn't get started. So I did. I invested in some early syndications. Now, part of that was my biggest restriction, I think is for a lot of docs, is time and energy. What slowed me down was lack of time and energy. So how do we fix those? That's really what I'm going to look at here. So because I didn't feel like I had the time or energy to call syndicators and talk to them and talk about deals, I decided the better way was to use some of the crowdfunding sources like CrowdStreet uh, and Equity Multiple. Nothing wrong with the services. I just decided if the service was vetting the investments, that gave me a level of safety and there were some lower entry level investments. So I went with those. Most of those have done okay. I didn't have a bad experience. After I got a few and then I kind of stepped back because I really still felt like I didn't know what I was doing and I just kind of watched those play out. So what did I do wrong there is I didn't talk to people. The fewer the conversations you have, the less learning. So finally, when I came back to this and decided to get serious, I did a couple things. I spent some money to jump forward. And part of that was because I knew I wasn't going to be a doctor till I was 70 years old. I was making a great income. And now I decided it was time to turn decades into days and move fast. So I hired a high level, high dollar coach. I joined a mastermind. I spent a significant amount of money to move this forward. So now the question is somewhere to tell me, is there a way to do it better? How do you do it better? The big questions to ask yourself, and for me, it was what slowed me down. What slowed me down was lack of time and lack of energy. And then how do you best spend your time and your energy to make this happen as efficiently as possible? So the big part there first is audiobooks, learning. And so for me, I've talked about this before. Audiobooks, you can listen to them in the car. Same thing with podcasts. Taking time that otherwise is non-productive time and turning it into productive time. Some people hate that. I know my wife likes to listen to music, doesn't like books in the car, totally opposite. I love getting in the car and turning on something that turns my brain on. If you're not listening or reading, I've always been a slow reader. It's amazing I made it through medical school. I recently found out just this year, there are books out there on how to read books faster, how to read better and faster. One that was recommended to me is called How to Read. I forget the author. And people have told me those are game changers because now, again, what's your time worth? You want to read better and faster so you get through stuff quicker. That's the basis of the learning for getting started. But now the other ones we start to get into are going to take more time and maybe some money. So where do you get that time? If I could go back and do it again, I just recently hired a VA for the first time. And this was a huge step because I didn't know where to start. And I'd kind of tried to do it before with some online services. And I had a bad experience. I didn't find them very productive. But hiring a VA can be a game changer. 
And this is why I recommend going through a high caliber VA service. I'm just going to throw a pitch out here for a company called Rockstar VAs. There's some other ones. Reach out to me. I can give you some names. But these are services that recruit experienced high caliber VAs and will actually work with you to help you hire the type of person you need so you get a great fit. Now, through these, you can go and you can get offshore VAs for some really cheap prices, but you do kind of get what you pay for. But for $600 a week, you can get somebody who's a high quality experienced full-time manager to run a business. For $500 a week, you can get a full-time pro who's dedicated to you, or you get a half-time pro for $250 a week. So that somebody who's working 20 hours a week for you for $250 a week. What does this mean? What do you get? Well, think about it. As a doctor, you can do consulting work typically for $200 or $300 an hour. So one hour of consulting work takes care of getting a VA. What can a VA do for you? They can get rid of all your busy work. This busy work is you can set them up to pay your bills. Now, a lot of that you can automate yourself. Some of them can show you how to automate stuff better than you may know. They can order your groceries and have them delivered. So you wipe out grocery store trips. They can schedule your travel, can manage your calendar, can virtually run errands for you where you may be running around town to find things. They can find those things and order them for you and have them delivered. Think about all the tasks that you don't really want to do and just take up your time. And this is really the way CEOs think and higher level business people think is what's the highest and best use of my time? And what are the things that I have to be done, but maybe I don't have to do? And that's where you can think about using a VA. And because I look back at how much faster everything could have moved forward if I had more time and energy, if I could have moved all of this off my plate, uh, that would have been incredible. Household tasks. Again, don't be afraid if you're a doctor. If you're mowing your own lawn, cleaning your house, these are things that people do professionally. They do a great job. And not only is maybe your time better spent, but they're going to be more efficient at it and do it better than you do anyway. So there's another thing to move off your plate so that you have your time available for other activities that are going to actually pay you more in the long term. As far as the household tasks, you could also move into a class A apartment where all of that is taken care of and you don't have to worry about it. I grew up in a working class family where there was like pride that you did this, all this stuff yourself. And it took me a long time to get over that and be like, yeah, there's no badge of honor for mowing my own grass. If you love to mow your grass, great, mow your grass. But if you don't love to do it, there's no badge of honor for doing it. It's okay to have somebody else do it. So something to just start freeing up the busy work out of your day. And I wish I would have spent money to hire people to eliminate some of those tasks a long time ago. But it, like I said, I came from more of a working class family and it took me a while to realize that was a good thing for me to do. Now, the next part is really getting into, if you're going to invest in real estate, knowledge is golden it's super important to gain that knowledge and decrease the number of mistakes you make. <laughs> it's also important to block things out when you're trying to do important things to dedicate work time. And I only say that because this is just funny, a glimpse into my life that my daughter is texting me right now wanting me to unlock more TikTok time 
because she's home from school with her sister, and obviously that's what they're doing. All right, we just added that as a funny personal antidote. But so now when you start learning, so learning can be more expensive, which can make it happen faster. But some of the other stuff you need to do anyway. And even if you're investing passively, if you're alone reading books, you're going to only learn so much. So talk to people. Where do you talk to people? There are lots of real estate conferences where there are lots of people there who can tell you their investing stories. The syndicators will have their client relation, investment relations people there that you can talk to. So you can have a lot of in-person conversations in a short period of time. Two conferences I went to this year were the Best Ever Conference in Salt Lake City and the Multifamily Investor Nation Conference in Charlotte, North Carolina. I went to the Multifamily Investor Nation Conference even after I quit investing in multifamily. And I met some great people there and learned some amazing things, particularly about financing and structuring deals. So it's still very much worth my while. So these conferences, they're usually in really cool places where you can go and you can have some fun and have a lot of these conversations. And when you start having these conversations, you'll start learning things that you need to know that you didn't even know you needed to know. And when you immerse yourself in it for a few days, it just really catapults that learning forward. Now, you can also call investor relations at syndicators and talk to them. I've talked about this before. They're much more available than they may have been in the last couple of years. You can also call commercial brokers. Now, commercial brokers, most of their time is spent, they are busy people, and they really want to talk to people who are buying and selling actively. But if you're a passive investor and you say, hey, be honest, hey, will you give me 10, 20 minutes of your time so I can just ask you some questions from a broker standpoint? What are the most important things I think about as a passive investor? Or who should I call? What should I read? They'll be able to give you some great tidbits in a small amount of time. And a lot of them really don't mind doing this, even though it's not a moneymaker for them. If you're honest with them upfront and you don't take a bunch of their time, and you never know, you start investing passively. At some point, you may find one of your deals is having trouble and needing to get sold, and you can refer business back to a broker, and it works out well for everybody. Other things are meetups. A lot of towns have real estate investor meetups. These you can are weekly or monthly, but another place you can meet people locally, look for these online. They are a great resource and are typically free or very low cost to join the club. And there, when you start investing, you don't have to go it alone. This is what I did. I only invested my money. I was kind of on my own little island doing my own little thing. The more people you have around that you share it with, the quicker you're going to learn. You could start your own investor club to bring people together. This also will help you uh, learn faster, but we'll get back. You can also pool money. You can get partners who you invest together. Reach out to developers in your area. We talked on, a, on the last recordings about when you're driving around and seeing what's going on. If you see there's a lot of development, you'll start to see the same names popping up. Typically, developers are regional and you'll see them, you'll see the same signs. Call those names that you see there and say, hey, find somebody there to talk to and ask them about what they're doing. Often they may have opportunities to invest. They may not be real receptive all the time, but if you make enough phone calls, you find people like to talk about the deals that they're doing and what they like about them. And that'll just give you some insight into the local market. Again, 
There's no books that are going to give you that kind of up-to-date and very localized knowledge. The other part is you could start your own meetup. Great thing about real estate investor meetups is you can bring in speakers and they can be local speakers or you could do it over a Zoom call, but you can bring in brokers, you can bring in bankers, you can bring in developers, leasing agents, all these people, they like the exposure. So when they do events like that, it's exposure for them to grow their business. They also feel like they're giving back and sharing their knowledge. And then for every speaker, ask them for a reference for another speaker. So now they get to be the expert. These things make people feel important. It fills all of us up when we get to talk about stuff that we know about and that other people are interested in it. So there's another great way to not only help educate yourself, but you kind of extend that value to people around you. So the learning can only go on so long. And maybe you got to set yourself a timeline and it depends on personality. Some people have a really hard time pulling the trigger but you got to get started and make it real. Put some money out there that's going to win or it's going to lose, but you're going to learn from it. That's really important for me until every time when I took a leap forward is when I said, all right, I got to put some more money in the game and I'm going to go learn from it. Now, start small and learn from your mistakes. And starting small it could be buying smaller properties. It could be investing in smaller syndications. Or it could be, again, going back to your investor club or people from your meetup, from partners, that you can put in smaller amounts together to combine to an amount that's enough to make a meaningful investment. And then you can all learn from this process together. But at some point, you got to get started. And that's what really gets the ball rolling. So I hope this has been valuable to you. And again, the point of this was trying to give a little bit of insight of the things that slowed me down and hopefully can help you move forward and make better use of your time and your energy. Thank you for joining us on Surgeon Syndicate and look forward to seeing you again soon. This has been an episode of Surgeon Syndicate. If you found value in this episode, you know other surgeons are hungry to become job optional. You can help them by sharing this content today. I also want to serve you better, so I want to offer you two things. Number one, I'll be able to give you the content in an even better way if you can take a moment and leave an honest review of the show explaining what you like and what you don't. And number two, if you are a surgeon and serious about this, you don't want to do this on your own because you don't want to make mistakes with your money. I'd be happy to help. Schedule a call. We can make a plan. Looking forward to having you with me on the next episode.